Welcome to the Legal One podcast brought to you by Legal One, the leader in school law training. Legal One is part of the NJPSA and FEA family, so we're thrilled to be offering this podcast to you as a way to help you gain a greater understanding of critical legal issues. We want to provide you with convenient, easy access to essential information. Each episode is approximately 30 minutes or less, so it provides a timely way for you to get important information. In each episode, we're going to be reviewing crucial legal principles based on case law, statute, regulation, or other key guidance. We'll talk about why that issue matters today and how the law has evolved. We'll talk about key steps in working with parents and other important stakeholders to positively address the issues in question and know how to get a greater level of understanding of those issues. So let's get started, and thank you so much for joining us for the Legal One podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. The podcast today will be discussing the needs of homeless students under the McKinney-Vento Act. This recording is being made on February 6th, 2023, and all information contained herein is valid as of that date. My name is Sandra Jakes. I am the Supervisor of Legal Research and Content Development for Legal One. With me today is our guest speaker, a woman who knows everything there is to know about McKinney-Vento and helping homeless students in our state of New Jersey, Diane D. Ruggiero. She is the Region 1 Director serving Bergen, Hunterdon, Passaic, Somerset, Sussex, and Warren County. She has a wealth of information, and she will be providing it to you very shortly. I just need to give our legal disclaimer. If you've listened to our materials before, you know that we have to say this, that there will be laws discussed in this podcast today, but do understand we are not giving you legal advice. We're simply providing you with legal information. So it's not advice. We don't have an attorney-client privilege, but we're trying to help you be aware of what the requirements are. And with that, I will turn this presentation over to Diane. Welcome, Diane. Thank you, Sandra, for the warm welcome. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the McKinney-Vento podcast. By the end of this session, participants will be able to explain the criteria for a student to be considered a homeless child or youth, which is also abbreviated as HCY, under the McKinney-Vento Homeless Assistance Act. You'll also be able to explain the responsibilities of a local education agency, LEA, Homeless Liaison, and also identify the basic rights of students experiencing homelessness and LEA responsibilities for ensuring those rights. So let's first go into the McKinney-Vento definition of homeless. What the definition states is those who lack a fixed, regular, and adequate nighttime residence, including students, sharing housing due to the loss of housing, economic hardship, or similar reason, living in motels, hotels, trailer parks, camping grounds, and this is all due to a lack of alternative adequate accommodations, living in emergency and transitional shelters, abandoned in hospitals, living in public or private spaces not designed for or ordinarily used as regular sleeping accommodations for human beings, living in cars, parks, public spaces, abandoned buildings, bus or train stations, or similar situations. Also, migratory children living in the above situations. Now for the definition of an unaccompanied homeless youth. The term unaccompanied youth includes a homeless child or youth not in the physical custody of a parent or guardian. Liaisons must assist unaccompanied homeless youth with enrollment school selection, and dispute resolution. 
unaccompanied homeless youth have the same right to immediate enrollment and educational services as other students. This includes individuals coming from out of state and out of country and whether or not they have documentation showing prior school enrollment or even documentation showing immunizations. They need to be enrolled immediately. Also for unaccompanied homeless youth, there are no age limits in the McKinney-Vento Act, although we generally go with age three through 20 for local education associations. So that's three to 20 starting in pre-K going all the way up to 12th grade. Eligibility is based on the student's housing and pathways to homeless for an unaccompanied youth, some data. 35% of youth in the past have experienced the death of at least one parent or caregiver. 44% of youth had been in foster care and 24% were homeless with their families before becoming unaccompanied. And this information is from Chapin Hall. Allow me to also state that many of these students are coming into the United States or from situations even within the United States where there has been a tremendous layer of loss, meaning that there's mental health issues in addition to loss of their education. You would definitely want to make sure with an unaccompanied homeless youth that your liaison works with them, peels back those layers and just tries to determine what exactly that student needs because it's not always just the roof over their head, food in their bellies. It could be that they are, again, running away from home or in a situation that has caused them to leave home without any plans to do so. Local liaison duties are to ensure the homeless child and youth are identified in coordination with others, ensure immediate enrollment and access to services, provide information about rights and opportunities to those services, include meaningful opportunities for parents if they are available to participate in their children's education, includes transportation, school meals, and other programs, also to ensure disputes are mediated, and liaisons can also affirm for the housing and urban development programs that homeless children and youth will meet McKinney-Vento eligibility criteria are eligible for. So for example, if you have an 18-year-old who is displaced and they are still in high school, you can help them apply for housing for a voucher through social services in your community. To continue local liaison duties, they have to support unaccompanied homeless youth in the school selection and dispute resolution if needed, ensure unaccompanied homeless youth are provided verification of their status for applications to colleges, provide training and other support for school personnel to work with the youth, whether they are unaccompanied or not, provide referrals to services in the community, collaborate and coordinate services with state coordinators, community and school personnel. And this includes collecting and reporting data on your homeless students. The reason that we wanna take the data in is most times that is the data that is going to be shared with your local education department. For us in New Jersey, it's Trenton. And that information in turn is shared with the McKinney-Vento liaison at the federal level. I always say to the folks that are McKinney-Vento liaison, in order to help the students, you need to really be able to fund the program. And the way to do that is to identify the students because the more students we identify, the more students we can serve, the more financial reimbursement comes in to the school system, whether it be in the form of Title I, or at this time, we have American Rescue Plan 1 and 2, homeless children and youth 
grant funding, but all of that can be used to assist these students to get back on their feet. Requirement to remove barriers. States and school districts must develop, review, and revise policies to remove barriers to the school identification, enrollment, and retention of McKinney-Vento students. It also includes barriers due to outstanding fees or fines or absences also have to be taken into consideration as they could be a barrier for the student to remain in school or move up to the next grade level. Question A4 of EHCY, Education of Homeless Children and Youth, non-regulatory guidance provides the following information on ensuring homeless students have equal access to public education. District liaisons should always seek input from parents, students, and community members by sending out evaluations or CNAs, comprehensive needs assessments, at least once a year to find out what the climate is like to better assist their students and their families. This should also include a review of discipline policies to see if they impact homeless students in a negative way. So I have a situation I'm gonna to read to you. We're gonna call it the Jenkins family. Jane, a case manager for a home visitor program reached out to you the district liaison. She said that when she did a home visit to see one of the families enrolled in the program, she discovered that Miss Jenkins, her two-year-old twins, and Rosie, a student enrolled in one of your elementary schools, are all staying together in a single room at a relative's home. Rosie and the boys have toys and clothes, but it appears that they are living out of a couple of trash bags that they keep in the corner of the room. When Jane asked Miss Jenkins about the trash bags, she indicated that the closet and dresser were already full of her cousin's belongings. You thank Jane for the referral and follow up with Miss Jenkins, who says she has recently had her hours cut at work and had to give up her apartment. The question is, would you consider the Jenkins family to be homeless? If you say yes, you are correct. You can see that they are not remaining in that apartment for a long period of time as everything is in a couple of trash bags. They don't have a space that is dedicated to them. It may not be an appropriate setup for so many folks to live in this one space. And your next steps as a liaison would be to work with the family, to have them apply for housing, to have them apply for whatever benefits you may have in your community. Here in New Jersey, we have SNAP, which is similar to food stamps, and any other needs that the parent may have, in addition to checking with the school teachers to find out maybe if a student has an IEP. Again, you really just want to run a mini CNA on this family to see what their immediate needs are and also long-term. So immediate enrollment. Enrollment includes attending classes and participating fully in school activities. Enrollment must be immediate, even if students lack school, medical, or other records normally required, even if enrollment or application deadlines were missed while homeless, and even if the student has a history of absences or outstanding fines or fees. For school selection, option one is the school of origin, defined as the school the students attended when permanently housed or the school the students last attended, this includes public preschools, and it also includes receiving schools. Option two, local attendance area school, includes any public school that non-homeless students living in the same location 
have the right to attend. School selection can remain in the school of origin for the duration of homelessness until the end of the school year in which the student obtains housing or if the student becomes homeless over the summer and is still homeless at the start of the school year. Decisions are always based on the individual student's best interest. For best interest, the school of origin is presumed to be in the student's best interest at all times, unless this is contrary to the parent or unaccompanied homeless youth's wishes. Consider student-centered factors, impact of mobility on achievement, education, health, and safety. The United States Education Department encourages consideration of sibling school placement. To dispute resolutions with McKinney-Vento, disputes may be over eligibility, school selection, or enrollment. If enrollment is denied, a written statement must be given explaining the reason and appeal process. It has to be provided in a format and language parent, guardian, or unaccompanied homeless youth can understand. The parent or student must be immediately referred to the liaison for dispute resolution, and students must remain enrolled and continue to receive services while a dispute is mediated. For transportation, homeless children and youth are eligible for transportation to the school of origin. The right to transportation extends through the duration of the period of homelessness or until the end of the school year in which the student obtains permanent housing. Transportation should be comparable to what other students receive. Districts can split the cost and responsibility of transportation and can use a common agreement. If they can't come to an agreement, then the split is 50-50. With transportation, districts can use the following funding to cover the excess cost. McKinney-Vento funds are Title I Part A of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act. Title I Part A and McKinney-Vento Basics. Homeless students are categorically eligible for services under Title I Part A. Eligibility standards normally required or waived for homeless children and youth. Eligibility for Title I Part A services lasts for the duration of homelessness or until the end of the year in which the student obtains housing. Title I Part A staff and homeless liaisons are required to collaborate to provide services for homeless students. Title I Part A set-aside. Every local education association should have a set-aside for homeless youth. It's based on the total LEA Title I Part A allocation and must be taken prior to any allowable LEA expenditure or transfer. Use of a needs assessment to determine the amount that set-aside is encouraged and services must be comparable to what other students receive. If you are the liaison, I would strongly suggest working with your Title I administrator to find out how much money you think should be set aside for a McKinney-Vento homeless student. If you do not have any identified McKinney-Vento homeless students in your district, you can use these monies to also set aside for a navigator so that if you hire a McKinney-Vento navigator, they can go into the community and work with the community to support any students that might be unidentified as McKinney-Vento and to connect them with the local liaison so that enrollment can be facilitated. School meals. Homeless children and youth are categorically eligible for free meals. The United States Department of Agriculture policy allows liaisons and shelter directors to qualify 
homeless children and youth, and provide the school nutrition director with a list. With this list, it would have to have the student's name, the effective date of eligibility for McKinney-Vento, or the liaison or shelter director's signature. Now we'll talk about credit accrual. Districts must have clear procedures in place to award full or partial credit for work completed in a previous district. Examples are consulting the prior school to evaluate the work completed, evaluating the student's mastery of courses and award credits accordingly, offer credit recovery for mastery-based courses, and offer distance learning if applicable. Proposed secondary education, an unaccompanied homeless youth must be assisted with FAFSA verifications. Liaisons are allowed to provide subsequent year verifications. All homeless children and youth should receive information and individualized counseling regarding college readiness, college selection, applying for school, financial aid, and on-campus supports. This can also be done by the liaison contacting the school guidance counselor and working together to support the student. Now I'm going to offer another situation I'm gonna to read to you. We're gonna call it the Brown family. Franklin and his daughter Violet had to go to stay with Franklin's mother after they were evicted from their apartment. Keyword here is evicted. They were referred to you, the liaison, and you were able to designate Violet as homeless right away. Her grandmother's home is out of your school district, so you also arranged to keep Violet in the district of origin, where she's been attending ever since kindergarten. That was over a year and a half ago, and the new school year is about to begin. When you check in with Franklin, you ask him how much longer they'll be at his mother's home. He says it's become apparent that his mother's health is not what it used to be. As a result, he's not sure when they'll be able to move out because they need to work out a care plan for his mother first. However, he stresses that it is still their plan to get a place of their own for him and Violet as soon as they can. And the question again is, would you consider Franklin and his daughter to be homeless? Now, this is one of those catch-22s because at first blush, you look at it and you say, well, they were evicted and now they're living with the family member, with the grandmother, and it was over a year and a half ago. So now the parent's saying, well, my mom's health isn't what it used to be, so we may end up staying even though we really want a place of our own. What you would do at that point is determine whether that home was adequate. Are there enough bedrooms? Is there enough space? Does Violet have a place to study? If it is adequate, then they would not be considered McKinney-Vento because they are choosing to remain in a doubled-up situation with the grandmother in order to become caregivers for her. Now, granted, it did start out as McKinney-Vento because they were evicted, but at this time, it may be that they have enough financial resources to move out. They're just choosing to stay to create a care plan. So this is one of those situations where you really need to sit with the sit with the family and try to tease out the particulars, maybe do a home visit, take a look at the space and determine whether or not it is appropriate. I want to thank you today for joining me for the informational session. And if you have any questions, my name is Diane DiRigiro. I can be contacted at diader at bergen.org or at 201 343-6000, extension 6588, for more information. Thank you, Diane, for that wonderful discussion of the McKinney-Vento Act and how it helps our homeless students. 
Diane and I do full day workshops on attendance, residency, and homeless issues twice a year for Legal One. There's always one in the fall and one in the spring. So be sure to check the calendar if you'd like to come to that. A lot of times we get a lot of homeless liaisons and we'll get the staff that register people to come into the school. So if you think that could be beneficial, by all means, we welcome everyone. If you would like more information about other podcasts or courses that Legal One offers, Take a look at our website, www.njpsa.org slash Legal1NJ. I want to thank you for being here. If you need any other information, you can also contact me at S, as in Sandra, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S at njpsa.org. I want to thank you again for being with us today. Have a great day, and I look forward to being with you at the next podcast. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like more information on the topics we covered, a full list of episodes, or a preview of upcoming topics, please visit our website at www.njpsa.org legal1nj.